The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And today we are going to be taking a trip to the world's slurpy capital of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh my god, I love Slurpees. Don't we all love Slurpees? Yes, let's talk about Slurpees. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about Slurpees today. How about Screamers? Um, I mean, there's probably some screams involved. Oh. <laughs> yeah, are you ready to get into it? Yeah. Are you sure? No. What's up? Can we talk about less spooky things? Like what? Like Slurpees. And like Slurpees where you mix all the flavors together. And Slurpees where you put ice cream in them called Screamers. Nope, but I think we're getting Slurpees on the way to your parents' house tonight. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so All right, fine. If we're getting Slurpees on the way to my parents' house, then we can do a spooky story. Awesome. Uh, so our spooky story today takes place at the Fort Gary Hotel. I'm already bored. Already bored. I promise you it won't be that boring. Okay. okay. Uh, the, a little bit of the history might be, but I promise that the spooks are worth it. Okay, cool. Okay. Don't tell people that the, the history is going to be boring. <laughs> don't pre-bore people about the history and don't pre-spook people. Okay, I'll try to make the history brief. Okay. A brief history of the Fort Gary Hotel. Uh, so Fort Gary Hotel opened December 11th, 1913. It was one of Canada's Grand Railway hotels along the Grand Trunk Railway. Um, was designated as a National Historic Site of Canada in 1981. Was originally to be named the Selkirk, but was decided that it should be named after the Upper Fort Gary, which once stood at the junction of the Red and Assiniboine Rivers. Are you bored uh, yet? Yeah, a little bit. You look like you are. Yeah. The Chateau-style hotel was a real draw from the day it opened and has hosted many famous guests, including Louis Armstrong, Liberace, Gordie Howe, and even Queen Elizabeth. Oh, nice. The damn queen herself. The damn queen herself. But not Leonardo DiCaprio? Not Leonardo DiCaprio. Not Brad Pitt? Nope. Not Megan Fox? Nope. No, she doesn't need to stay there anymore. Um, but there was a bellman that worked there. His name was Andy Kuhn, and he can tell you uh, that he collected hundreds of signatures over 32 years of all the different celebrities that stayed there. That must have been really annoying for those celebrities. Probably, but I'd like to, to like, like... Can you sign my book? Because, you know, I'm just kind of trying to gather all the signatures of all the people that I've met. And I also do a Jack Nicholson impression. Do you think it's pretty good? You sound like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. (laughs) Um, This story does have some Shining vibes going on in it, I'll tell you at one point. Um, So the hotel was built and owned by the Grand Trunk Pacific Railway and was transferred to the Canadian National Railway after Grand Trunk was nationalized and absorbed into CN. 
1979, the hotel was purchased by the prominent John Draper Perrin, who was an entrepreneur, mining executive, and civic leader. There's those good names again. John Draper Perrin. Right. I have sex with all (laughs) kinds of women, and I cheat on my wife. He probably did, um, but him and his family purchased it um, and owned and operated the hotel until 1987. At this time, it was purchased by a Quebecois hotelier named Raymond Melenfant, who ran it until 2009 when it was purchased by a husband and wife team. Their names were Richard Bell and Ida Elbow, and they were actually living in the hotel at the time. Um, but yeah, they bought in 2000... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just love this idea of like, we're a husband and wife team that buys hotels that we live in. See us on TLC on... Hotel buyers. This sounds like such a great reality show. Somebody should make it. I'd love to watch it. Um, It sounds like a very boring reality show. Unless they stay there, find out it's haunted, and then buy the hotel. Well, they do know that it's haunted. um, Mm. And they actually, like, even talk about the ghosts on their website. Of course they do. Because they are good business people. They're going to capitalize on that that shit. People (laughs) like spooky shit in 2009. Exactly. Um, So they also, once they purchased it, they changed the name to the Fort Gary Hotel Spa and Conference Center. Oh, not the spooky, spooky Fort Gary. Come stay here so you can see ghosts. Uh, Everyone. Love us. No. Can I try that again? No. They didn't change it to the spooky hotel? No. They didn't. The very spooky hotel? No. The Sport Gary Can I continue? Hotel, spa, and conference center. Yes, can I continue They now? were attracting a business clientele. Yeah, they, they shit the bed on that one. <laughs> um, so the main and majority of ghost stories at the Fort Gary Hotel revolve around one specific room in general, and that is room 202. I don't know why in hotels the creepy rooms have to be in the 200s. I mean, Fort Gary Hotel... The Shining Hotel, like... Do you have any other other? Uh, I think examples? there's some other ones that I've looked at. Like, okay, okay. If you, re- if you do research, like, every Fairmont Hotel in Canada is haunted, and I'm pretty sure a lot of theirs are on, like, floor two in the 200s It's just as the well. most convenient one for yeah. ghosts to hang out in. Um, so, if you're listening to this... The ghosts can't go past floor two, stay, apparently. <laughs> you want to stay in a haunted hotel, stay just above pick floor something two. in the uh, floor 200. Yeah. So, legend has it that... This room um, was, at the time of the story, being rented by a woman named Kate and her husband. And she was they were staying in the room at the time that she received the tragic news that her husband had been killed in a tragic accident. Now, there's different stories. Some people say it was a car accident. Some people say that it was a horse and buggy accident. Um, <laughs> either way, he died. My poor husband was squished by horses. A horse and buggy accident like you've never seen. It was a two-horse and three-buggy pile-up. Yeah. Um, so, basically, he died. And uh, she was so overwhelmed by the despair that she felt uh, that she hung herself in the closet of that's, room 202. That's like the modern-day equivalent of finding out your husband was killed in a vending machine accident. Basically. Uh, but it was enough for her to decide to end her life over. Yeah. I mean, if something happened to you, I would probably consider doing that. That's not cool. Don't tell me that in this podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Especially, like, okay, maybe if it was, like, a really dumb way to die 
And you're like, oh, my husband okay. was was killed in a tragic. He, he was chomping on some chips, and then like the and spice went in his throat. <laughs> okay, that's happened to you before. You didn't die, but like you were assaulted by your favorite flavor of potato chips. Yes, I need like. to be more careful with potato chips because I do not want you to hang yourself. <laughs> Because I killed myself in the dumbest way possible. Thank you for that motivation. I All appreciate right. it. Um, so apparently her spirit seemed to have stayed behind, uh, causing some issues for future guests of this room. Just uh, her spirit, not just her, her body. Spirit, not her body. Okay, that's um, good. Because I'm glad that the cleaning staff is taking care of that. Right. The cleaning staff, we have some issues with them coming up. But uh, okay. at the time, um, her body was removed. But her spirit remained. But she hung herself in the closet, right? Yep. From one of those hanging rod things? I honestly don't know. Like, maybe she, like, took one of her husband's neckties and, like, hung it on the rod. And there you go. I guess. I mean, those rods are pretty low. Yeah, and and closets are are difficult to hang it yourself. Those rods are also not very strong. No. Maybe they were back in the day. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe this is why they've changed how how hotel closets are designed. What if she hung herself with a coat hanger that she repurposed? Can you imagine? Ooh. Ooh. Um. Anyways, so talking That'd about be a spooky story. Let's that talk would about be. that. Uh, so talking about her in the closet. Um. So <laughs> the <laughs> the closet. I don't think Kate appreciates you telling telling everyone about her in the closet. Probably not. But her spirit seems to enjoy turning the light on and off by itself. She's all about modern technology apparently she'll turn the tv on and off she like messes with people's iphones yep. changes the password um some people have even reported hearing what sounds like wire hangers scraping around inside the closet so probably very reminiscent of when her, she was moving hangers to hang herself or she was just trying to find some room for her next favorite winter jacket it gets pretty cold in winnipeg fair enough Apparently, there are reports of footsteps around the bed at night and wet, watery footsteps coming out of the bathroom. You know what? Bitch probably just went and got herself a Slurpee from the 7-Eleven and just had <laughs> that, a nice that, bath. They, they think that it's like footprints, but it's really just her Slurpee <laughs> sloshing around. <laughs> Legend has it you can hear Kate in the closet just sipping on her Slurpee <laughs> and just like shaking it to get like the most out of the... The Slurpee. <laughs> Sipping on Slurps and Spooks. <gasps> laid back. Anyways, and finally, many have claimed to hear disembodied sobbing coming from within the room. <laughs> yeah. My husband died in the worst, dumbest way possible. If we ever go here, I hope Kate haunts the shit out of your ass for those. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going there now. <laughs> In 2012, the Winnipeg Free Press published an article where they chatted with Jamil Al-Jabri, who was then the marketing manager at (laughs) FlightNetwork.com. Shout out to my boy, Jamil Jabri. This is probably going to be... Marketing at FlightNetwork.com. Real legit. But apparently, like, guests that had stayed there had shared more horrors that they had experienced in Room 202, including claims of... um, Windows being shattered, bloody footprints on the bed, and blood staining the walls. Jesus, those those maids, they don't really do a very good job at the right? hotel. Right? I told you that there was some <laughs> issues with the cleaning staff. What I'm trying to figure out, though, is, like, if she hung herself, why is there blood? Like, I don't know. But yeah, that gave me some, like... like bloody footprints? Right. Um, But that gave me some shining vibes, because I'm like... Yeah. The blood, like I just pictured the, bl- the blood coming out of Why are they always hanging out in the bathtub? It's Not like sure. ghosts just can't get clean. Right? In 2002, there was a more 
probably more reliable article that had been posted in the Globe and Mail. Yep. In the Globe and Mail. In the Globe and Mail. Like a legit newspaper. Like the legit newspaper. They reported that then-liberal MP Brenda Chamberlain was left feeling spooked and changed rooms after she felt someone lay in bed next to her when she was staying alone in room 202. Typical liberal, just cheating on her husband and pretending it's a ghost. Okay, she claims she was alone. She claims, claims that some, she was some random person just <laughs> snuck up inside of my bed and had sex with me. Whoopsie. It was a ghost, hubby. I need to change rooms. Um, but yeah, so that was reported in the Globe and Mail. Side but- note, comment on the names Brenda Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Like, can you get more liberal MP Brenda Chamberlain? Okay, this is a spooky stories podcast, not a political podcast. <laughs> um, so let's keep our political views for something. No, else. I'm just saying it's a very regal it name, is, but Brenda like, Chamberlain. Anyways, so many people request to actually stay in room 202 when staying at the Fort Gary. Yeah, people like you. People like me. Would you actually? I'm curious. Honestly, like. Yeah. I Those think maids I would. don't clean up bloody footprints or anything. Uh, They're just like, God, oh, we'll just leave it here. Tell people it was a spooky thing. The blood doesn't really bother me. Why? I don't know. Like, the sight of blood doesn't bother me. I don't... But you can't have, like, you can't sleep without a light on? You know what? Me being afraid of the dark and me having to look at blood are two very different things. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Let, me, let me request the spookiest room, but I'll need a nightlight. <laughs> Basically, other people choose to or ask to stay as far away from this room as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be you. That's me. Also, uh, I'm not going to stay in that hotel after hearing that. But also, um, joke's on you because Kate likes to play with the lights. So even if you had a nightlight, she'd probably turn it off. She'd probably turn it off. That's dumb, bitch. I mean, what? Anyways. (gasps) Poor Kate. (laughs) She's just being picked on today, isn't she? She is. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't go there. No. No. She's going to be mad at us. There's also a story of a young boy who chose to go to Winnipeg on a Make-A-Wish trip. Um, <laughs> yep. Most kids are like, I want to be Spider-Man and Iron Man. And this kid's like... I want to be a superhero. And this kid's like, I want to go to Winnipeg <laughs> and stay at the Fort Gary Hotel. <laughs> I can just imagine the nurse being like, dream bigger, kid. Right? Dream bigger. I mean, like... I I just want to be that person at, like, the Make-A-Wish Foundation when it's like, okay, Jimmy, what is your one wish? Where would you, if you had to choose anywhere to go for your final trip, where would you want to go? And Jimmy's like, I want to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, are you sure? Jimmy is prepubescent at this point. He's Jimmy, like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> I heard um, it's damn spooky, Dan. I can get myself a Slurpee. Right? Uh, so this boy chose... Where is Jimmy from? Is I'm he from sure. the States? It doesn't say. Okay. Um, what it does say is that he asked to stay in room 202. He's got damn haunted. Yeah, as he was fan, uh, fascinated with the haunted history of the hotel. So, this kid's... Maybe The Shining had just come out that year. And Maybe. Jimmy was just like, oh, man. If I if I'm gonna go, I want to be I want to be like killed by but a like, ghost. What I don't understand is like Jimmy chose to go to a haunted hotel in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, um, there is a 
we'll cover it on another episode because there's a lot of really cool stories about it. But there's a place in New Brunswick called the Algonquin Resort, which looks like the Overlook Hotel from The Shining and has ghosts. And Ooh, I like, cover that one. that's where I'd want to go. Yeah, there's also Not like the ninth most haunted place <laughs> in the world is yeah, in a hostel in Ottawa. In Ottawa. Yep. Um, or even there's like ghosts in the Banff Springs Hotel. I don't know. I don't believe it. Like, yeah, go to the Bam Springs for fuck's sake. But no, no. Sorry. So Jimmy's choosing Winnipeg, um, and he wants to stay in room two hundred two because okay. he apparent maybe he just really desperately wanted to talk to a girl. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Real girls won't talk to me. I'm hoping that maybe this ghost girl might um, have have you know sneaking in my bed or maybe, something. Right? Who knows? Who knows what prepubescent <laughs> Jimmy was thinking at the time. Side note, his name was not actually Jimmy. I don't know his name. I don't know how old he was, and I don't know why he chose to go to Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> That's the biggest mystery of all. <laughs> but while he was there, uh, he decided to take pictures of the room with his film camera. Okay, so this was obviously, like, back, because we're talking about film cameras, not digital Unless cameras. Jimmy was a hipster. Maybe. Maybe Jimmy's a hipster. Who knows? Um, so he chose to take pictures of the room with his film camera. He's just, like, in there taking selfies and, like, <laughs> taking pictures of the blood on the walls. I don't know. Thanks, Make-A-Wish. Um, so, all's fun and good. His family had a great trip. Um, oh, he brought his family. Yes, I told you he, him and his family. Oh, not a good listener. Um, so, when they returned home from their trip, he took his camera in to get the film developed. Wait, he didn't get haunted? It doesn't say. Those Just, damn ghosts didn't right? haunt him? Fucking lazy. He's a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> right? Who's you did not make his kid? wish come true. Why would you not haunt him? Um. Anyway, so he took his camera, got the film developed, and once he got his photos back, he noticed that all the photos from his trip turned out, except for the ones that he took in and around room 202. <laughs> So I guess the ghosts still fucked with him, but they're like, mm, that's cannot, all you got, ghosts. Is you're we like, oh. not give you your wish, kid. <laughs> Sorry. That's all you got, ghosts. Is like, let's make him think he's a bad photographer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that. So like I said, some people like Jimmy ask to stay in room 202. Others choose to stay far away from it. But staying away from room 202 doesn't really keep you away from the other paranormal activities that go on in this hotel. Mm. Yeah. So Kate isn't the only ghost. Of course not. Of course not. Many hotel guests have claimed to see figures at the end of their beds at night, both male and female. So you just wake up in the middle of the night and there's like some dude. I mean, it's Winnipeg and the Fort Garys in a sketchy hotel. If you want to believe that those are ghosts on the end of your bed, like. <laughs> so you're claiming that it might be transient. I'm, I'm claiming that like, not that I don't believe in ghosts because I do, but like, I don't think those are all ghosts. <laughs> you know what? Maybe they just had a lot of horse and buggy accidents maybe, back then. Maybe. Um, it wasn't a pretty, pretty seedy part of town. There's claims of guests seeing a spectral singer in the Palm Lounge. She is said to be a long-dead performer who was allegedly shot in the head. Mm. Yeah. So if you're in the Palm Lounge and you maybe have an encounter with this spectral figure. Who's um, obviously not that good of a singer because she was shot in the head. Right? Like, they're like, shut up! Boom! Um... <laughs> We are not going to this hotel. We are disrespecting no. the dead today. Um, it's, it's been a long day. I'm feeling <laughs> sassy. 
So I guess when she is nearby, guests claim to feel a physical pain in their head. So yeah, because she's a bad singer. So I think she's just, like, standing there, and she's just, like, poking them in the head where she got shot. She's <laughs> like, feel my pain. <laughs> um, so that's one. In the Broadway room, staff and guests alike report seeing a phantom diner. And by phantom diner, I mean a person who is supposed to be dining, not a phantom restaurant. Oh, in the okay. That's come up before. Room. Um who causes sounds of rattling dishes and other strange sounds. I mean, he's probably just hungry. He's probably just hungry. And now he can't actually eat a good meal because, like, Somebody he's done a ghost. killed him. Somebody done killed him. And made him don't stay at the stupid hotel in freaking Winnipeg. Right? Don't know how, don't know who, but this poor fucker was killed at this hotel in Winnipeg, and now he has to live there for the rest of his life. He's probably pissed off and hungry. Yeah. He's hangry. <laughs> Like, I'd probably I be, don't know what that's like at all. I'd probably be rattling dishes and making strange sounds, too. You do, on a daily basis. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so Feed true. me! I don't know. I was talking to somebody yesterday and was making a joke about how when I was younger, my nickname was Gizmo because of the sounds that I made when I was eating. And she's like, "You're." She's like, are you still like that? I'm like, yeah. You can't feed me after midnight and you can't, you can't put me in water because I don't like swimming. My so, wife I mean, is a lovely person. I mean, if I was hungry, I'd be making strange sounds, too. Maybe some, like, gizmo-like sounds. There have also been many visions of a woman who got, uh, glides down the hallways. Said to be somebody who maybe visited the hotel during a grand opening. Just really liked the hotel and decided that that's where she wanted to her spirit to go when she died. Oh, my gosh. I mean, sounds if you're in depressing. Winnipeg, I guess uh, hang out with other ghosts. I guess. Like, what else are you going to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So... Speedy recap? Speedy recap. All right. So we traveled to the slurpy capital of the world, visited the Fort Gary Hotel, where we met Kate, a woman who was so upset that her husband was hit by a car or a horse, we're not quite sure what, uh, that she decided to hang herself in the closet. Now, she finally came out of the closet and started haunting the fuck out of people. She caught her... We're really proud of her. Caught her hiding in the closet, sipping on slurps and... Who knows doing what else? Uh, she really likes modern technology. Then we have uh, the ghost singer who chooses to poke people in the noggin because she got shot in the head and just wants everybody to feel her pain. We've got a phantom diner who's who's hangry and just wants to be fed. And we had Jimmy who chose to visit Winnipeg on his Make-A-Wish trip with his family. Um, so based on everything I told you today, would you be brave enough to visit the Fort Gary Hotel and stay in room 202? Uh, no. Do you think that Kate's spirit is still stuck there after her tragic end? I think it is, and I think she's pretty upset about it, honestly. like I honestly just, like, want to go and, like, turn my nightlight on and have a seance with a Ouija board. Like, I don't know. I don't, don't know. That's a bad idea. <laughs> so, based on everything I told you today, if you had to give this story a spook rating out of 10, what would you give it? Oh, let's see here. Oh, there was a lot of ghosts, so that was cool. And a Make-A-Wish kid. That was neat. His pictures didn't turn out. Don't know if he's a bad photographer or not. Um, I think those ghosts are having some fun. They kind of remind me of like like a Haunted Mansion type ghost. Haven't killed nobody yet. I give it six spooks uh, out of ten pokes in the head. Awesome. Well, listeners, we want to thank you for listening to this episode this week. And until next week, remember to... Keep it spooky. Ooh. But not so spooky that you visit Winnipeg on a Make-A-Wish trip. Yeah.